Welcome to True Crime Sucks, a podcast about the best and worst of true crime TV and documentaries. With your host, Adam Todd Brown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Sucks, a podcast about the best and worst of true crime TV and documentaries. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, my trend pony co-host, Jen Scott, is here. Wow. I took a joint. I took a joint. I took a hit of a joint and was trying not to cough, and it sort of worked. And then I said, wow. I mean, you still haven't coughed. Was I know. Wow did you hear? Did you hear the the wavering in my voice when I said wow? I'm still trying not to cough. It was like wow. <laughs> Hi everyone. Je- everyone knows Jen. Jen's been on this show before, except last time I it sure was have. it was a bonus episode. But this is oh. free, free for everybody. I apologize if I sound a little weird at times. I had a dentist appointment this morning. And my mouth is still numb. So I apologize if I sound a little weird, but there's no reason. (laughs) Just Just happens. We are covering a documentary. I am shocked that you had not seen this documentary nor heard anything about the story. I had never heard a damn thing about this story, which is so weird. I think I might have shifted timelines. It might have been because this happened after the 2012 switch when everything, when we jumped into the parallel universe, obviously. We're covering the hatchet wielding hitchhiker, which is a crazy Netflix documentary about a very weird moment in time. It sounds like way more yeehaw than it is. The title? Yeah. Because I had no no knowledge going in. And so I was like, this is a down south story. (laughs) (laughs) It starts with a traffic incident where a guy is like having a mental break or something. He's shouting racial slurs. He's being super violent. The way they explain it at first doesn't actually sound the way it's explained later. No, because the way they describe it at first is this guy who they don't even tell us his name at first. He tried to hit a black person with his car. He gets out and starts yelling racial slurs and a woman comes over to try and help and he attacks her. And that's when this guy shows up with a hatchet and hits this dude three times in the head. But later they make it sound like everyone was just in the car together when he hit him. Yeah, but. Either way, motherfucker gets hit in the head with hatchet, (laughs) which I guess I always assumed you just die if you take a hatchet. Yeah, no, I was like, how fucking weak is this person or how strong is a skull? Yeah, or how dull was that blade? Because they did like he hit him with the dull side twice, but then he flipped it over and hit him with the sharp side. I mean, I guess if you're keeping a hatchet around with you, maybe it's pretty dull. That could be. Yeah. I guess he doesn't because like you can't like just be like having a super sharp hatchet like (laughs) in a bag. It'll fucking not work out for the bag. (laughs) (laughs) It won't work out for the bag. Yeah, the bag's fucked. (laughs) (laughs) So the guy that did the hatchet wielding, his name is Kai and he does an interview. Supposedly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He does a interview with a local reporter named Jessup. Reisbeck, which that's not a real name. Jessup? No. Come on. Also, also a real confusing character in this. 
Well, he doesn't even look like the same person now. No, I was like, what eating disorder did he subscribe to? Yeah, he either that or he's on like the, the Tom Brady method or something like she's on Ozempic. He's not like fat in the original videos. No, like, it's very confusing. But he's so much skinnier now. And it's like, I don't know. It's a, it's hard to explain. It looks like he got his face sucked. Yeah, maybe. Got that buckle fat removed. Oh, yeah, yeah, he could be a buckle girl. (laughs) And so he does this interview with Kai, and Kai's got a lot of personality. I guess that's one way to put it. The uh, Riz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most famous part from this interview, like, I feel like I should play a clip. I feel like you should play a clip. All right, here goes. What do you want to talk about? What happened today? Well, Well, went straight out of Dogtown, skateboarding, surfing it up. Before I say anything else, I want to say no matter what you've done, you deserve respect. Even if you make mistakes, you're lovable. And it doesn't matter your look, skills, or age, or size, or anything, you're worthwhile. No one could ever take that away from you. Now, this stuff right here, I was driving in, I was in the passenger side of this car, and he comes over on there. He was over by the recycling center. He says, oh, when I was in the Virgin Islands, 30 years old on a business trip, I I, 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 I this 14 year old. I was like, you what? He's like, I raped this 14 year old. He starts crying, gives me a big hug. He's just like 300 pound guy. I'm like, oh, sh-. he must be f-ed, man. Like, what's he talking about? I didn't take him seriously at first. He comes driving down this way. He's like, you know what? I come to realize I'm Jesus Christ and I can do anything I f-ing want to. And watch this. Bam. And he smashed into this f-ing guy right there, pinned him in between that f-ing truck. And so I, it, I hop out, I look over, the guy's pinned there. I mean, like, freight train riders know this. Like, if you get pinned between something, do not f-ing move that shit, otherwise you bleed out. Like, motherfucker, I, I ran in, I grabbed the keys, he's f-ing sitting there like nothing even happened. And like, f-ing, like, man, if you started driving that car around again, man, there would have been a hell of a lot of bodies around here. F-ing, I hop on out, and so I grabbed the bag, I threw it over by that pole right there, and then, and buddy gets out and these two women are trying to help him he runs up and he grabs one of them man like a guy that big can snap a woman's neck like a pencil stick so i f-ing ran up behind him with a hatchet smash 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 yeah and we're back smash smash smash, smash! people went crazy for this dude everyone fucking yeah. loved it it was a fun interview and it was and also why in this era of viral videos did everyone have a bandana on their head yeah this guy i usually associate wearing a bandana on your head with like someone who's balding like brett michaels or something like this guy doesn't need it wait so much hair (laughs) my question is in this universe do we still have the video of climbing your window snatching your people up that one um I think that might hide your kids, hide your wife. Yeah, I think that might have predated this. Okay, because this very much gave that to me, except for this guy is way more involved than that guy. Yeah, this guy is a story unto himself. And but anyways, yeah, I think that I think the video you're talking about had already been out by this time, and this interview gets that same treatment. Like it gets remixed into songs. There's clips. All over social media. Yeah, they were like, I think that this started memes. And I was like, I don't know if that's what happened. Yeah, I don't think that's accurate at all. Like memes were around when, at least when I first started writing on the internet, which was fucking 2007. 
So yeah, I'm like memes have existed, bruv. Yeah. Wait, when was this? 2013. Okay, okay, okay. I'm writing that down because I kept asking that to myself in the movie <laughs> when it was happening. I was like, when is this? <laughs> yeah, it was 2013. And people see this interview with this guy and he seems pretty chill. Like, yeah, he just bashed a guy in the head with a hatchet, which also means he just had a hatchet. But yeah, he seems pretty chill. Otherwise, he's all about the good vibes. Yeah. And that's like the thing that I liked about him at the beginning is like when they're interviewing him, he's like, yeah, I fucking attacked somebody who was attacking a woman that was like way bigger than her. And everyone's like such a hero. And it's like, no, everyone's reaction should be to save a woman who's being attacked. What are you fucking talking about? Yeah, like it's not that hard to want to save someone. It is hard to transport a hatchet with you everywhere. And it seems like there were a lot of people around. So yeah, why is everyone just watching? Yeah, he shouldn't have had to come running in from the perif to save this woman. But it seems like he's on the right side of things in this incident. And people fall in love with this guy to the point that one, Jimmy Kimmel decides he wants to book this dude on his show. And a woman named Lisa Samsky, who is a reality TV brand manager who works on keeping up with the Kardashians, for fuck's sake. And I don't trust her lipstick. I will say that. <laughs> oh, that's a choice to be on camera when you represent like tons of like super famous people. What do you look like right now? Yeah, she doesn't look like she represents the Kardashians. That's for sure. Yeah, I was like, who the fuck are you? I don't know. <laughs> but she wanted to give this guy a reality show. And it seemed like they were jumping the gun a little bit. Again, I can't stress enough. This guy just had a hatchet with him. And they're like, yeah, I put him on TV. They're like, we love him. <laughs> also, no one questioned. Like, I have so many questions about having a hatchet with you. Like I said, what bag is withstanding having a hatchet in it? It is a weird choice. It's a, such yeah. a close range weapon, too. But I guess, and I mean, he was homeless, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but also people are acting like... <laughs> the hatchet materialized <laughs> like that, like he was like oh I have a hatchet now time to save the world like a it's video like what game the fuck people were acting yeah they were like oh this magical homeless person with a magical hatchet appeared and saved <laughs> this totally innocent woman from a total villain it's like what was going on this day and we find out in his interview that he's homeless so that presents a problem when people have to track him down, but they eventually do. They track him down in Stockton, California, and the cameraman who was filming that day, there's a quote, his name is Alex Aguirre. He says he just had some weird energy around him that was like you didn't know what he was going to do next. Yeah, I mean, he pulled a hatchet out once. We know that yeah. much. Um, yeah, he's my favorite thing. Side note about this is that for a second, I thought this was happening in Wisconsin, but something much scarier was happening was that they were interviewing a woman wearing a Green Bay Packers shirt in Fresno. Yes, that's yeah. much scarier. One thing people don't know, and I'm certainly not accusing this woman of this, but the Green Bay Packers colors and just their like merch is also worn by a pretty famous L.A. street gang. I did not know that. Cheeseheads? Uh, the Gear Gang Crips. They wear Green Bay Packers gear with the wow. 
could like, never be that. a Chicago gang. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of already a gang war in Chicago. Bears versus Packers. Yeah, fucking cheesehead dorks. <laughs> Fuck those motherfuckers. The Packers fans, Packers fans, not the Gears. Drink. No, we love the gang. We love the gang. We love the gang. <laughs> you're all great. We we support what you're doing. We support your gang. <laughs> I really do support the gang more than the Packers fans. Oh, absolutely. I bet there's not like, a I'm not, single Aaron Rodgers in that gang. Like, I'm joking, but it's funny because it's true, and I didn't expect that to be the case. <laughs> so when they go to shoot B-roll for this interview that they do in Stockton, California, he takes them to a guitar store and he plays a song. And you know what? It's not terrible. Kind of slapped. Kind of slapped. Yeah. I was ready for it to suck ass. And I was like, you know what? I'd go see him live. Yeah. And it's not just that it's a good song. He's a good performer. Like they, they I feel like if you and I saw that clip, we'd be like, yeah, we'll go to his show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd, yeah. Yeah. If I saw that clip, but if I like saw with no other. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the, just the hitchhiker clip. I don't know. Because this guy really is like my least favorite kind of energy. I don't like unpredictable. Oh, unpredictable sucks. Wait, do we know his sign? I bet we can find it. I'm looking it up. What's his, what, Kai the Hitchhiker Zodiac? Caleb McGilvery and Bur Virgo. That's so confusing. <laughs> oh, Why is that? I hate that. I hate that. That to me says he knows exactly what the fuck he's doing the whole time. Don't like it. Uh-uh. Virgos are organized as fuck. Even the most chaotic ones do not let them fool you. <laughs> <laughs> they are fucking, they're an earth sign. They have their shit together. Like, even if they're seemingly so chaotic, they have a plan. <laughs> so Jessup takes Kai out to eat. And tells him about all these opportunities that are available to him. Because once this interview comes out, people don't know how to get a hold of Kai. So they're reaching out to Jessup on his behalf. And he's got like reality show offers. Jimmy Kimmel wants him to be on his show. But Kai says he just wants to go to Northern California and smoke weed. And you know what? Same. I want to go to the Bay Area and smoke weed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He said Bay Area, not Northern California. Yeah, which like NorCal, I'd rather go to the Bay Area. I'm good on. So I don't know what that's about. Yeah, I think I'm just going to stay where I'm at. I like smoking weed here. Yeah. So they do eventually talk him into pursuing some of these opportunities. So they said, we'll bribe you, bitch. Basically, yeah. And well, so no, now the lady with the bad lipstick literally says she's going to take a limo of weed to him. Yeah, they never really say what exactly the counter offer was, but she does say we'll send him a limousine full of weed mm -hmm. i hope that's exactly and he was like i think it was they, they were like we'll send you a limousine of weed and he was like okay fine <laughs> which in that case that's negotiation yeah you should shoot for a little more if they can afford a limousine full of weed but yeah at that point but kai's different <laughs> so he's got to get to la but he can't fly or take the train <laughs> because he doesn't have id <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not just go get ID? Like how hard? I don't know. Yeah. Like take this man to the DMV. They, he probably refused because he probably had warrants out. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to go. Pick that's how somebody acts like that for sure. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say they have to go pick him up in Santa Rosa. 
which is the first place I ever did comedy. So they go to Santa Rosa. They have to drive him to L.A. So while they're driving him back to L.A. from Santa Rosa, they give him a contract to sign. And he signs it in what they describe as hieroglyphics, which Mm. I think I might have just like stopped the car and been like, you know what? This is a bad idea. How about Uh, you just get out here in Fullerton or wherever the fuck we are? Actually, I think that's further south of L.A. Well, let's get the map out. (laughs) Yeah. Plot this journey. Where should we have kicked him out of the car? So they make it to L.A. He's staying at the Roosevelt Hotel. I've been there. Yeah. I, I went to an after party there once. It's uh, it's nice-ish. And, I like uh, it. He immediately pisses on Julio Iglesias's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Like, what as did you he, do. Yeah. What did Julio Iglesias ever do to anybody? They don't like that. And they don't like that. <laughs> he gets to the room. He guzzles a bottle of Jack Daniels, and like not a mini bottle, which in that case, who cares? But it looks like a, a substantial bottle of Jack Daniels also does that immediately. And then he proceeds to skateboard through the lobby, at which point everyone gets kicked out of the hotel. That'll do it. Yeah. And it it seems like it took maybe 15 minutes for all of that to happen. And he also Also, runs outside and pulls a knife. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. The Roosevelt Hotel, to clarify, is on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And it's a really nice hotel, and it makes no sense that it's on the Hollywood Walk of Fame because the Hollywood Walk of Fame is a fucking nightmare hellhole that you should never go to unless you're literally going to the Chinese Theater, which is across the street, or going to the Roosevelt Hotel, which is great, but it's like kind of high security there because it's crazy outside. (laughs) It's a place you'll see famous people. So, of course, it's a a place you'll very see famous people. And like you have to like, you know, be on your best behavior kind of vibe in there. I don't know. And also on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, Jimmy Kimmel's show. He filmed right next to it, like right in the middle of Hollywood. So that makes sense that they were staying at the Roosevelt. So not for long. (laughs) After they get kicked out, Lisa Samsky, the woman from Keeping Up with the Kardashians, makes a- Supposedly. She makes a very curious decision and decides to let him stay at her house, but- Which is crazy. It is, but it seems like it went fine. Just get him a different hotel, the fuck? Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't just like put him up somewhere else. You wouldn't. That's why I'm like, this woman, I don't trust her either. And so- It's February 11th, 2013 now. This is 10 days after he goes viral. He's supposed to be on Jimmy Kimmel that day. They get to the set. First thing Kai does is piss on a sign that has Jimmy Kimmel's name on it. And that I'm fine with. I thought that was- I do love that. I like when anyone pisses on a Jimmy Kimmel related thing. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Jimmy Kimmel. No. So before Kai can- appear on Kim. Well, first, Jimmy Kimmel just gives him $500 in an envelope and Kai gives it to the security guard and says, sorry for pissing on the sign, which that was nice of him. Weird. Very weird. weird. And before he can appear on the show, the police show up and haul him away because he has to testify in relation to the incident that made him famous. And it turns out the guy he hit, I wrote it down as Jeff McBride. Nah, Jet 
McBride is the name oh. of the guy. I hit with the hatchet. Okay, then- that makes sense now. Because <laughs> I okay, I just saw the end like a little bit ago, and it said Jet McBride at the end, and I was like, who the fuck was Jet McBride? I had forgotten because they now after this they don't talk about him ever again. Keep going. Yeah, not really. And he seems like a pretty important figure in this. They might have even wanted to try and interview him, if I'm being completely honest. They should have. Because, yeah, there's a revelation that comes up a little later on about that incident that really does paint it in a little bit different of a light. But we'll get there. In the meantime, he makes it back in time for his Kimmel appearance. And it goes fine. He doesn't like make a fool of himself. Jimmy Kimmel handles the interview pretty well. But then the next day they have him back to try and do movie reviews. And holy shit, like he cannot focus long enough to even watch a trailer. He's saying all this weird conspiracy theory shit. And he's supposed to be reviewing the Minions movie or some shit. It's nuts. They were (laughs) like, we can just make this guy into a segment. And it's like, no, you can't. Yeah, it doesn't always work that way. Like sometimes people are just crazy. And also, why is no one calling it calling him Jimmy Kimmy? I don't know, but I think we can What's start. The fuck? Why don't we start it? Jimmy Kimmy. Jimmy I like Kimmy him more show. already. I still kind of hate him, but no, I definitely hate him. But I like <laughs> I like the condescending name we came up with that I do like. Jimmy Kimmy. Okay, anyways. So now Kai's really blowing up and his entire existence is just like going from town to town and partying with fans, which I mean, it must be nice. I certainly wouldn't want to party with this motherfucker. Like even before all the stuff that comes at the end of the documentary, he's again, just not my vibe. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. I also just like, if anyone's like trying to play me a song on an acoustic guitar, I'm out. Yeah. You got to warm me up for that. Don't play guitar in front of us. I mean, you'll know if we want it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we'll be at your concert. Probably. We'll be at your show. Paid <laughs> to be there to see you play guitar. If you're in a room with us, you better not look at a guitar. <laughs> like there was even, I think it was just this past week. Kelly Clarkson did this thing where she just went to a blue bottle coffee location and brought a bunch of backup singers and just performed one of her songs impromptu. And I was watching that and I was like, even that I'd be kind of annoyed. Like Kelly Clarkson's got a great voice, but it's like, can I just get my fucking coffee and get out of here, please? Which is a really like another day in LA. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I'd be like, who am I going to see on the way out? Mariah Carey. All right. So Kai goes to court to testify against Jet McBride. And this is where the story changes a little bit. For one thing, he says he rolled a joint while he and Jet McBride were in the car. And the way he described the effects of this joint, I was like, there's something else in that. That's meth. That's meth. Something else in that. And we find out later that that is at least he says that is the case because he meets up with lead singer of this band called the red coats and they decide to do a show together yeah the red coats the lead singer seems really nice but i can tell from that clip of the song that they are not the band for me doesn't and he's just like doing this show with kai to like 
boost their visibility and hopefully win over some of Kai's massive following. And he says that Kai told him that the joint he gave Jet McBride was laced with a bunch of other drugs, which if that's the case, that makes that incident a little different because that also puts Kai at fault a little bit. Yeah. Like if that guy just snapped because he unknowingly smoked PCP, that's a, that's a problem. Yeah. Also, just not smoking and driving. Yeah. Also like, big. you know, Shouldn't even do if it. it was weed, even if it was weed, it's like a they're like strangers, supposedly, right? He's hitchhiking. Yeah. I mean, I guess that would take the edge off of picking up a hitchhiker, but <laughs> no, still a bad decision. Yeah, don't pick up hitchhikers either. That's I've hitchhiked in junior high. Isn't that fucked? I should be dead. Yeah, I've never done it. Junior never... high? I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a little early. Like, would it have even been kidnapping if you got kidnapped? Like, I feel like No, and like we had rules. We did it all the time. We were like 12 and we would only get picked up by like other teenagers. We would not get in a car of an adult. So like we would be oh, like, okay. uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but we had rules, but we would still get in random, like, 16-year-olds' cars. You know, it's still not smart. Yeah, still not. Yeah, 16-year-olds kill people all the time, too. Yep. So at this show, Kai is a real asshole to the staff at this bar. And uh, I don't like that. I don't like when people are shitty to the staff at any location like that. I don't like when people are shitty to servers. Don't be mean to cashiers. Fucking cool mm -hmm. out. And yeah. this guy's an asshole to the point that he ends up getting kicked out of his own show, which that's impressive. I mean, he got the show done first, but then he went outside and still wild bush and yeah, still crazy. So now it's May 10th, 2013. This is three months after Kai has gone viral. His popularity is kind of waning by this point, because when you're famous for one viral news interview, it's going to be hard momentum to sustain if you don't brand yourself honey you're done and he kind of refused to brand himself didn't want to yeah he just wanted to travel around and fucking smoke weed with his fans which yep to each their own you know but this is the part in the documentary where for one we see a flashback to his second tv interview in stockton and they're talking about how in those situations you can't put everything on the air Sometimes people say stuff that's not appropriate to put on the air or you have to cut it for length, whatever. And in this interview, he talked about being raped at the age of 17. Seems like he's telling the truth. It would be a weird thing to bring up and lie about yeah. in a random interview. And he's also talking about his upbringing, which the way he describes it sounds very abusive. He talks mm -hmm. about being locked in a room for 20 hours a day while his parents were out doing whatever they wanted to do. And that's when we meet his cousin, Jeremy McGillivary Wolf, who tells us who that- Kai has like such a thick Canadian accent. Yeah. Well, Kai is from, they're all from Canada. Like, Oh, the, that's right. Okay. The whole, the whole gang. But yeah, I didn't pick up on- His accent was so thick. Yeah, I didn't pick up on a Canadian accent from Kai, at least not. No, it sounded like he wanted to be California boy. Yeah, but yeah, this kid, his cousin, thick accent. And he says no one ever called Kai 
Kai because his real name is Caleb. And he does kind of confirm that Caleb was locked in his room a bunch. Yeah. And that his mom tried to lock him in a room once. Right. That Kai's mom tried to lock the cousin in a room, which is like, and he was like, no, 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 no. I'm a free boy. Yeah, that was weird. And And then he just had to like leave his cousin locked in a room. And I was like, yo, why didn't you tell your parents? Fuck you. And I, yeah, I wonder if he did. Like, yeah, maybe, you know, I don't know. Because we do eventually talk to Kai's mom also. Who I don't believe at all. Yeah, I don't know, because she's like, well, Kai was just such a rambunctious kid that in the mornings he would get up and get into stuff super early. So we just had to lock him in for his own good. Seems like no. Yeah. Couldn't you lock up the stuff you didn't want him to get into instead? Yeah. Couldn't you also just like, you know, teach your kid to not do that? Yeah, it's probably the why fuck? he's getting into shit. He's locked in his room 20 hours a day. Yeah, it sounds like if he woke up early and broke out of his room, he would get into shit like food that he needs to eat because you didn't feed him, you psycho. Yeah, she she really tap dances around it. And whenever somebody says, whenever somebody describes the lock on their door, I know they were locked in their room. Yeah. Because he has a moment where he was like, the lock was on the outside and I was locked in. And I was like, that means that he knows that other rooms have locks on the inside. Have you ever lived in a house where the front door locks from the inside? Like you need a key to get out? To get out? Yeah. I, I lived in a house in Peoria that I actually got locked in. Because oh, hate that. <laughs> the... The front door worked just like on the outside. You had to have a key to open it from the inside. And I always was no. like, why? What were the previous owners up to? Yeah, what were they doing? They wanted a lock. Why would you need a two-way lock? I know. It's, I mean, That's clearly nuts. you want someone to not get out. Also, mom and dad, what the fuck? Why didn't we change that lock? Because I totes got locked in my house one day. And it was a little unnerving because like, what I mean, I got locked in my room. That's why I I know the thing about the doorknob is because I know how to pick locks because of it. Not for 20 hours. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a long time. And it was really like not as like I have like one core memory of them ever like utilizing the lock and it was out of drama, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So at the age of 13, Kai gets kicked out. His mom sends him to like a facility for troubled youths. The way Jeremy describes Kai, it sounds like he might have like intermittent explosive disorder because they talk about him <laughs> getting is that like a thing. It is. It's it's a thing where just for like no reason you get really, really, really fucking angry. Or even if you have a reason, it's like an unwarranted level of anger. Oh, and then yeah. it just like you go back to normal after a few minutes, but within those few minutes where, where you're freaking out, it's a whole thing and people do crazy shit in those moments. I hate that. I mean, I can't diagnose guy obviously, but sounds like there might be some of that because everyone who spent any time with this kid talks about how he would just like kind of take things the wrong way. Or if he like, suspected he was being made fun of he would get really 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 angry 
And it just, it sounds like it might, might've been something like that. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, definitely. So now May 13th, 2013, Clark, New Jersey, a guy named Joseph Galfie is found dead in his home. He'd been beaten to death. And the police also find Kai's name and phone number at the residence. How are we feeling about Joseph Galfie? Like he's a fucking creep. Yeah, like they don't. They make this guy sound like some fucking angel and it pissed me off. Yeah, because I like I get he he was murdered. He's dead now. And that, you know, that's that's, fucked up also. That's a problem. But also like why? Because the way Kai describes it is this guy just like saw him in Times Square and was like, hey, you look lost. Where are you going? Come to New Jersey with me. Yeah. And he takes him home to his house in Clark, New Jersey. That is sus behavior. Yeah. And it makes Kai's claims seem not incredible because he basically says this guy drugged him and raped him. And I believe Kai about this. Yeah. I'm kind of like, well, what? Like the only other possibility is if like Kai went there and they had sex consensually and then Kai just like decided to kill him and rob him. But I, it doesn't. That, that doesn't, doesn't even really feel. Fit. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't seem like his pattern. And no, it seems like he even though he like really just the thing that he seemed triggered by was people not respecting each other or whatever the fuck like and that's like why he showed like big signs of disrespect for like jimmy kimmel and all that shit is because he was like fuck this you know like they're just like trying to make me into some monkey for them essentially right honestly looking up and seeing that he was a virgo really clarified a lot because i don't think that he ever for a moment didn't know what he was doing unfortunately including murdering this guy the way he describes what happened like The only thing that's weird is he kind of implies that he was drugged and raped, but then there's this video footage that would have happened after that first incident where Joseph Galfie is buying Kai a train ticket and they like hug at the train station and And Kai's brushing his teeth on camera. Yeah. And it all looks, you know, relatively normal. Oh, I didn't think so. As soon as I saw that clip, they hadn't mentioned that Kai had said that he got raped yet. And I was like, they did some gay shit that he wasn't down with when I saw him brushing his teeth at the train station. Because that to me says, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. But they like, they hug it out at the end. And then apparently Kai went back later that night. And that is when he claims he passed out on the floor and woke up to find Joseph Galfie pulling his pants down and trying to rape him and that he beat him to death, which I think again would maybe speak to like the intermittent explosive disorder thing where if he really did wake up in that situation, he might've just snapped because he did like he beat the shit out of this guy, like all throughout the house and he ends up admitting it. And it seems like he thought the police were going to hear that story and be like, well, that's, self-defense and you can go which even if it was like police aren't going to take it that way 
Yeah, I don't think that he has a concept of like what the line was because the self-defense thing made him famous before. Yeah. So, you know, some mixed messaging there for someone who's like in fight or flight from being assaulted twice in the past 24 hours. Not saying that any of what he went through in the past 24 hours was an excuse to murder anyone. There's never an excuse to murder anyone. But I don't think that he realized that, yeah, there's like a line of self-defense that like he wasn't allowed to cross, I guess. I mean, it's still kind of a fucked up situation because if all of it is true, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the difference is the first time he acted in self-defense, there were other people around who could see it and confirm his story. And that's what he was lacking this time was anyone to back up his version of events. So the police were just like, yeah, it's fucking murder. And I mean, I don't know how you would get answers, but there's like neighbors of Joseph Galfi at the end who are like, he wouldn't do that. Like he wouldn't. He's a sweet guy. He wouldn't do that. You don't know him. Like at no point was anyone like, well, why did he bring Kai to his house? Like who does so weird? Who sees a homeless kid in their early 20s and is like in Times Square in Times Square with no intent to put stuff in their butt. Right. I think no. Like I'll accept that maybe he thought it was just going to be like a consensual encounter. But I can also see this. I don't dude. know. I, I can absolutely see this guy having drugged Kai and raped him. But yeah, who knows? The thing that looked bad for Kai is he didn't have any like defensive marks on him. But mm, right. But also he was he was a pretty wiry dude. They're like, well, J- Joseph would have fought back. I, it seems like Joseph didn't fight back too Mm-mm. too much. Like he he really got his ass handed to him. So I don't know that there would have been marks on Kai if. Yeah. And also the Facebook post is really what fucked Kai. Yes. Yeah. He yeah went on Facebook and was basically talking about like hunting pedophiles. And he also says this thing about what would you do if you woke up and realized someone had drugged you and raped you and. Someone comments and is like, oh, I'd kill the guy. He like quotes him. He was like, I would smash him or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Yeah. He like says that. And then Kai's like, good idea. Yep. And then that's when he goes back. Yeah. So like, don't do that. Yeah. I would say call the police, but they're not going to do anything either. Like, no. But I mean, it's really kind of your only course of action. Um, And that's the thing. is like, That's the thing is like, uh, you shouldn't have gone back there at yeah. all. You should have gone if you just got assaulted by somebody, you should not go back to their house alone. That's like a recipe for the worst decision ever. Yeah. But I I feel like he did try to like call his friend that he was supposed to meet up with that fan. Yes. Um and then just didn't know what to do and probably got into like a spiral of not knowing what to do or having anywhere to go. Yeah. This was May in New York. I wonder how cold. I mean, it was probably pretty warm out. It seemed like it seemed like he was used to. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing is like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Very weird. I feel very bad for 
both people involved because like Joe who's dead and then Kai who's in jail because it sounds like they just wanted to do some gay shit got really out of hand. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. I could see Kai being the one who kind of initiated going to this guy's house. And I just I don't think he would have just murdered someone for nothing. Like he doesn't. I don't either. Seem like that. Like he seems like a violent dude, but he doesn't seem like Virgo still. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a serial killer. Yeah, no, he doesn't seem like he's got a plan to kill people. But also, again, he's the guy who was carrying around a hatchet. So I don't fucking know. Yeah. And he did go back, which. And what's the bag that you carried a hatchet in? And where's the hatchet? How dull was the blade? The fucking hatchet is for sure in some police office. Yeah, he said the police took it from him, which give it back. I mean, yeah, maybe that's what's magic. (laughs) He ends up being sentenced to 57 years in prison. That's a long time. That's a very long time. I mean, he stands a decent chance of getting out while he's still alive because he's young. But yep, that's that's a whole long time. And he seemed genuinely shocked that the police were going to arrest him after he pretty much confessed to everything. Like he tells them everything and then looks up and goes, Oh, I should probably have a lawyer, huh? It's like, yep. dude, you should have had a lawyer in the first place. Absolutely. Wait. Which is so sad. Yeah. That's, that's the hallmark of every true crime documentary. People not call at least anything where someone gets like wrongly convicted or, Anything like that to fucking call a lawyer. Because also I always I don't, I don't know how much evidence they had against him without like that Facebook post, because there's footage of the guy buying him a train ticket. So he could have just been like, I got on the train and left. But instead, he confessed without a lawyer there. So fucking stupid. Yeah, he had an alibi. Yeah. And that's I mean, where it ends. He's obviously going to file appeals and things. I'm sure, but yeah, they said that it was just appealing. And then the initial guy that was in the car with him only got like seven years. Right. Which I wonder if the testimony about Kai giving him drugs played into how short his sentence was, but also I'm still not 100% clear on what he did. It sounds like the whole thing is so weird. Yeah. It sounds like he hit someone with his car and that it was racially motivated, which yeah that feels like attempted murder to me which feels like it should be more than seven years but what do i know i don't know so do we have any final thoughts on this documentary i think it's good it's a really interesting i thought it was i thought it was good i mean the whole thing is i as soon as it started i was like what is this guy gonna do because they really 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 want you to love him at the beginning they really 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 need you to love him at the beginning and um i was very scared because i was like they're really just hyping this up to be mr riz yeah uh most lovable man of all time and i was like i don't know guys this is a random guy who hit someone in the head with a hatchet yeah i feel like even if I met him in that moment, I'd still be a little sketched out by him. I would be like, sketched out. And also, I don't know why everyone was like, clearly a fucking infallible hero. Huh? Yeah, it's 
Yeah, it's a weird response, but I, I feel like people were just caught up in the moment and that interview he gives, like it's kind of a charismatic moment. And here's the thing, Jen, people are stupid. People make bad decisions. And sometimes those decisions involve what fuck face to get behind on the internet. And that's true. This guy, this guy was one of them. No, no. This this guy they loved they loved Kai and now he's in jail. Yeah, three months, nothing. Yeah, three months of fame, <laughs> and, and go, that's what happens when you go viral, baby. Right? Yeah, that's straight to murder, straight to jail. Yeah, that's not enough time to enjoy it. That remind it reminds me of a thing that happened in South Dakota, like shortly after I moved. This guy like murdered a woman for her oxycontin pills. But didn't realize her roommate was home the whole time and just like saw it and saw him leave and called police. He got arrested half an hour later. Whoa, what a fucking idiot. Not even enough time for one pill to kick in. And now you're in prison the rest of your life. Dumbass. Also a bad choice. I'm just going to say it. Go out on a limb. Yeah. Also, just don't kill people. Yeah. Don't kill people. Don't rape people. Don't. Yeah. Don't pick up people in nice Square and take them home and drug them. Don't do it. No, 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 no. Don't go to Times Square. Yeah, unless it's for like work or something. Like there's no Even then, stop going. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Everyone should leave it alone. I worked a MTV writing job very briefly and it was in Times Square. And the weirdest thing was I would leave for the day and go outside. And my first thought would be, I thought it was going to be way darker out. It's like eight o'clock at night and it's the winter. And then you realize it's just all the lights lights. make it Mm -hmm. seem like it's still daytime. It's day in Times Square all the time. Very weird. So I think that's our episode. We did it. We did it. Jen, thank you so much for doing the pod. Thank you. What do you have to plug before we get out of here? Oh, you know, I got shows. I've got... July 9th is the next SNL and it's a fun lineup and I'll be posting about that. And then I'm also doing a workshop um, at PDA space for building an hour. It's called now now and that's on Thursdays, but I'm not there every Thursday. So you just got to pay attention to when I talk about it online. Um, I'm going to start streaming again, but I don't know when because my brain's broken. That's all. Um, there's so much happening with the network. Uh, just, <laughs> just, just listen. We we're rebranding. I'm so fucking busy. Uh, we're in a revamp. Yeah. Oh, I I should say follow the show on Instagram at True Crime Sucks because that's how you find out what we are covering next. I, I yeehaw post on there so you can watch the stuff ahead of time, and uh. I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Jen, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>